Nancy, um, and it's really a great privilege to be here this morning. So as you know, this has been our healing month, and today is our last, um, last day of the series, and we are looking at what our responsibility is in partnering with the Lord to build a healthy body. But before we do that, I would just like to pray um, and just honor God. So we say thank you, Lord God, for who you are in our lives. We just want to glorify you, Lord, as the ultimate healer, Lord, in our lives. You are above all. You are above medicine. You are above our mind. You are above our lifestyle choices. You are above our food. You are above everything, Lord. And we say your will be done and your kingdom come in our lives today, Lord. We look, I pray, Lord, that you will open something new in our hearts and our minds today, that you will give a new revelation of what you want us to be like and to feel like, Lord God. And we just pray, Lord, for more of you. Our desire is to glorify you with our life, to glorify you with our, with our bodies. We want to worship you with who we are. Amen. So just a bit of a background of who I am. I grew up on a farm in the Eastern Cape in the Karoo. I'm the oldest of three. And um, the Eastern, or the farm more like it, is still one of my favorite places to go to. Living on a farm away from any main towns meant that we had to be in boarding school from a very young age. So I was in boarding school from the age of seven to the age, well, all the way through school up until matric. And school was, um, it, was a very, it was a positive experience, mostly. Um, being in boarding school did have its challenges, especially Sunday afternoons. It took me years to, to get over that feeling after lunch of, on a Sunday afternoon of driving back to school. Um, but yeah, mostly school was, or and boarding school was a very positive experience. I enjoyed, I enjoyed playing sport. Um, but the one thing that I really did struggle with um, during school, and as far as I can remember, remember, was my health. I used to struggle with my gut a lot. And even though I lived what I thought was a healthy life and did what I could, um, I always had um, a lot of stomach pain. And it became uncontrollable stomach pain where your normal um, pain meds didn't really work. So I landed in hospital quite often on drips to try and manage this pain. So I, was, I saw a, a few practitioners um, got good me medical care, but by the end of matric, I really wasn't doing well. And I went to see a homeopath in Johannesburg. This homeopath and his wife, they're both into natural medicine. He's, he was a um, chemical engineer and then studied medicine and then studied homeopathy and his wife was also into the natural, um, well as I said the natural side. So I spent about six months with them but I remember one of the first things that they said to me, so I was 18 years old and they said um, they have never seen such an unhealthy 18 year old just by looking into my eyes and I really thought that I'd lived as healthy life as I could. But what we figured out is that I was um, gluten intolerant and at, at that stage lactose intolerant. So because I had food allergies, my body wasn't digesting food properly, so I wasn't absorbing any nutrients. So I could eat whatever I wanted and I was just losing weight and becoming more and more unhealthy. So through that, I, um, after, well, I spent six months with them, got healthy, rebuilt my life and um, they recommended that I study homeopathy, which I did, and that's also where I met my husband, <laughs> which is a great, um, yeah, that was a great thing. <laughs> so, um, but it was basically through my experience the, and what I went through that 
that built my passion or that's um, in, in gut health. So my, my main passion is gut health. And I always think of our gut as our second brain. So if your gut doesn't function properly, the rest of your body doesn't function properly. But as I said, today we're looking at what our responsibility is in partnering with the Lord to build a healthy body. God is interested in our bodies. He wants us to be healthy. So let's look at um, 3 John 1. It says, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as your soul prospers spiritually. So as 3 John 1 says, God's desire is, a, is for us to be in full health and to have good well-being. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to seek him in our physical health and our lifestyle choices. You can choose to honor God with both your mind and your body. Healthy living is a way that we can love God. Your body is very important to God as it carries your soul and your spirit. And it not only carries them, but the health of your body affects the well-being of your spirit. God wants your physical body to prosper so that your soul and your spirit can prosper. He wants you to be well in every sense, to be able to be effective and to operate in excellence in his kingdom. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31, it says, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. Let's look at three practical things that God says about our bodies in his word. So God made our bodies. He created our bodies. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our body is a gift. But we are to manage this gift. So this is our first point. We are to manage this gift. We are to steward this gift with good lifestyle choices. In 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12, it says, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. For example, are your food choices and your lifestyle choices beneficial, or are they, are they permissible, or are they beneficial? Looking after our bodies and body care is an act of Christian discipleship and worship. In 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Completing holiness Living a, life consecrate, a, living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. God's approach and will for our bodies is very different from the world's approach. God's approach is about an abundant life and how we choose this, um, how we achieve an abundant life. The world's approach is about an artificial shape, a more pressure approach which often leads to shame of not measuring up. That's where the spiritual truth of Jesus Christ helps us overcome the physical challenge of healthy living. We have an entirely different motivation than the world's motivation. We treat our bodies as instruments as opposed to ornaments. Romans 12 verse 1 says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. 
the moment you offer your body to God, no matter your shape, your body becomes pleasing to God, just as we are. Our holiness and acceptance doesn't rest on the shape of our bodies. For example, losing 10 kilograms won't make God love you more. Gaining 10 kilograms won't make God love you less. All of us need to offer our bodies for our bodies to become pleasing to God just as we are. So again, our holiness and acceptance doesn't rest on how we look. Our second point is we should honor God with our bodies. He made it and he wants us to honor him with it. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Honor God with your body. Honor God with your lifestyle choices. Honor him with your mind. The third point, and I think um, quite an important point, is I am to serve in this body. Once you come to Christ, he fills you with his spirit. We become his temple. God gave us a body to serve him in this world. Let's look at Mark 10 verse 25. Uh, Sorry, 10 verse 45, more like it. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. John 13 verse 15 says, and this is the part after Jesus um, washed his disciples' feet. He said, for I gave you this as an example, so that you should in turn do as I did to you. Once we think about these three things, so stewarding our body, honoring God with our body, and serving in our body, we start to see the importance of taking care of our bodies. Our body is sacred to God. Again, as we've already read, Romans 12 verse 1 says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So how do we do this? You do in your body what Jesus did when he was on earth. Jesus served when, we were on, when he was on earth, and so should we serve as Jesus did. That should be our major motivation to look after our bodies and to chase after better health. The healthier I am, the better I can serve, and the greater the difference I can make in this world. It's important to pray about your physical struggles that you're going through. You can't do anything that will guarantee you won't get sick with a major health issue. We live in a fallen world that is broken, but you can choose to be a good steward of the body that God has given you. Through God's grace, you can be faithful to take care of yourself. You can choose to take your health seriously and worship the Lord thoughtfully Uh, through thoughtful, healthy living um, practices. My hope is that you will have the energy and vitality to do all that God has in store for you. So just a few lifestyle um, adjustments can make all the difference in the world. Let's look at a few science-backed lifestyle habits that are achievable and beneficial for our health. So even if you're dealing with an issue beyond your control, these principles can help you to optimize the health that God has given you. So we're looking at eight lifestyle habits. Our first one is laugh as much as possible. Laughter is a joyful habit. Have you ever wondered why we laugh? Why did God give us this gift? 
It's, it's an amazing health-promoting habit. The more we build laughter into our daily life, the more you reduce cortisol, improve mood, and decrease depression. This, in turn, will encourage a healthy immune function. Also, an interesting fact um, is if you, even if you fake a smile or a laugh, it still has the same benefit as a real laugh or a smile. So it sounds like a good idea to, even if you need to fake it. Our second point is to sleep at least seven hours a night. Sleep is one of our strongest immune boosters available. It can support your immune function through, uh, and help your body restore itself each day. A lack of sleep can interfere with our mood, productivity, thought processes, coping mechanisms, hormone production, and our sugar cravings. Enough sleep is one of the strongest lifestyle habits for, for healthy immune function. If you just imagine having one, two, three nights of bad sleep, the next morning you don't really feel like praying, you don't really feel like exercising, we're not as effective in anything. So just, just a thing um, as simple as sleep makes you so much more effective and makes your body so much healthier. Our third point is exercise every day. Exercise is such an important life-changing habit um, to help improve your health and quality of life. Never stop moving, no matter your age or your ability. There's always some sort of movement you can do to benefit your body. Regular physical activity can help prevent or delay many health problems. Being active can help you look and feel better, and it has both long-term and short-term benefits. Regular um, physical activity can help you prevent type 2 diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, and it helps to boost your immune system. When you exercise, a number of neurotransmitters are released, um, so your dopamine, your endocannabinoids, and your um, endorphins. And uh, while we exercise, it also promotes neuroplasticity, which is your brain rewiring itself. So your brain has the ability to completely rewire yourself just through exercise. Um, and it also increases oxygen to your brain. So endorphins help us to block pain and increase sensations of pleasure. Dopamine also plays an important role in how you experience pleasure. Um, it is also responsible for other processes in your body, such as regulating heart rate, sleep cycles, improved mood, attention, motivation, sharper memory, learning, pain processing, and self-control. That's a big, that's a lot. The more we move, the easier it becomes, um, the, yeah, the easier it becomes to move. So even if we start with small amounts, um, the more you will want to move. So often people say they don't really have time to exercise or um, they don't feel that their body is made to exercise. There is always time to exercise. Research has shown that even short bursts of high-intensity exercise has the same benefits on your body, so endorphin-wise, your mood, cardiovascularly, and immune-wise, as what it would have if you do 20 minutes three times a week or even an hour a day. So it goes, it's all about skyrocketing your heart rate. So what we call, um, or one of the high-intensity exercises uh, is called a Tabata. So what you need to do is to skyrocket your heart rate for four minutes. So you choose exercises that um, 
you think or that you like or that your body is able to do, such as running in one spot, doing star jumps or push-ups, and you do that exercise for 20 seconds. So you put all your effort into it, skyrocketing your heart rate. Then you give 10 seconds for your heart rate to come down, and you repeat that eight times for as the four minutes go on. So the aim is to skyrocket your heart rate to get the same benefits as exercising for 20 minutes or half an hour. The thing is with a Tabata, as soon as you start feeling the benefits of exercise, you start um, wanting to do more. Your body starts craving more movement and the stronger you get, you'll find... Um, yeah, the more you do throughout your day. So even if you do your Tabata initially just once a day, you build it up to three times a day. Our fourth point is to maintain healthy relationships. God has created us for relationships. They are so important for our overall health and our immune function. We were not created for isolation. Positive relationships can improve your mood and decrease stress, and this in turn can also help you all have a strong immune system. Living in community and surrounding yourself with friends and family increases your uh, ability to succeed in most situations. If you have a support structure around you, it's way easier to stick to a healthy lifestyle when the going gets tough. Maintain healthy relationships even if you're not physically with your loved ones. Invest in your relationships with your families, your friends, your church, and with people in your neighborhoods. Whether it's inviting friends for meals or coffee, or whether you go for a walk or a run with friends, try and think of creative ways to make your relationships strong. Our fifth point is optimism and gratitude, managing our mind. Our mind and the way we think plays such a major role in our health. When your brain works right, you work right. Getting physically or Getting physically well is not just an outward appearance, it's about the way that you think and, and also to make, it also helps you to make better choices. Recent studies done by the National Academy of Sciences show that, the higher level, show that higher levels of optimism and gratitude, so being optimistic, positive and grateful, are linked to longer lives, better mental, emotional and physical health and immunity. How can we combat negative thinking to live out optimism and positivity? Automatic negative thoughts. So the ants. Think of little ants going around in your minds. The thoughts that come into your mind, um, or the thoughts that come into your mind automatically. The thought, your thoughts can lie a lot. We are infested with ants. We don't have to believe everything we think. So if you think of a conversation with a loved one, so I'm using the analogy of a husband or wife. So if you think you, had it, um, you were telling or something important to your husband or your wife this morning and you felt that they weren't listening, then that thought goes around in your mind all day. By the end of the day, you feel, my husband or my wife doesn't care. That thought goes around in your mind all night. The next day, when you're talking to your husband or your wife, you treat them completely differently. So that ultimately can affect your marriage or affect your relationship with a loved one. But was that thought, my husband or my wife wasn't listening to me, was it even true? So our thoughts play a big role in all this. Question your thoughts. Is that thought true? If I don't question the lie in my head, I act as if the lie is true. 
let's look at healthy eating or use healthy eating as an example. I might think that healthy eating is hard, but no, being sick is hard. Or healthy food is too expensive, but being sick is more expensive. Or I don't want to deprive myself, but if you eat bad food, you're depriving yourself of good health and energy. So it's the little ants in our head that we need to question and to get rid of um, every day. Can optimism and gratitude be a learned habit? It definitely can. Any outlook on life can be learned, um, and discipline in that habit can make it stick. This is especially true for anyone that has a relationship um, with God and believes and trusts in the Lord. Studies show that approximately 25% of optimism is heritable. Our genes and personalities play a large role, but that leaves 75% available for change. So studies also show that you can create a a habit of optimism and gratitude and increase your level with prayer, journaling, and expressing um, gratitude, so being grateful within just two weeks of intervention. So things like gratitude journals, focusing on small daily blessings um, are powerful. So the more you become optimistic, positive, and grateful, the easier it is to do other healthy, uh, to make other healthy lifestyle choices. Um, So it's almost like, um, yeah, a good cycle. Let's look at a couple of scriptures that we can speak over our minds. So the first one is Romans 12 verse 2, which talks about how we need to be transformed through the renewing of our mind. Philippians 4 verse 12 to 13 says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In, every, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance. From it flows the springs of life. Our sixth point is pray continually. We shouldn't forget to pray for our health. Praying is a foundation for your relationship with God, your mental health, physical health, and entire well-being. Prayer releases control from you and gives it to God. So even if it helps changes, it helps changes your heart towards any stressful situation, even if the situation itself doesn't change. It helps you to focus on truth. God's truth is that he is with you in any circumstance that nothing is too big, and that he will walk you, walk you through it. The act of prayer has shown to increase certain helpful neurotransmitters such as dopamine, which, as we've said, um, helps to promote a state of relaxation, focus, motivation, and well-being. God has given us prayer as an amazing cortisol-releasing activity that brings us closer to him while improving our health. As stress goes down, the efficacy of your immune system increases. Our seventh point is get into the sun. The sun is so beneficial in moderation. The biggest reason why we need to get out into the sun is for vitamin D production. 
Even though we live in South Africa, we, we obviously have a lot of sunshine, most of us are still vitamin D depleted. So we think, why is it so? We often cover ourselves with too much sunscreen, or when we're in the sun, we have long clothes on, so we're not getting the benefits of the UV rays. So when I'm saying benefits and in moderation, we're talking about 20 minutes uncovered in the sun, and after that, you do need to protect your skin. But for vitamin D production, 20 minutes. Vitamin D is such an important uh, vitamin and hormone that controls so many things in your body. It acts as a... Um, cellular receptor, which then sends information to the rest of your body, so it decreases inflammation, helps with muscle pain, fibromyalgia, um, mental health. It is, it is such an important vitamin, but we get it from natural resources such as the sun. So small little changes. Our last um, point on our habits is our food. Food is your medicine. Food has the power to heal us. It's the most potent tool we have to help prevent and treat many of our chronic illnesses. What you put on your fork dictates whether you are sick or well, slim or fat, depleted or energized. That's a quote from Dr. Mark Hyman, a functional medicine practitioner. Food is the fuel, uh, food is the fuel that God has provided for us. Much like a car, when our tank is empty, we stop. So, of course, we can choose fuel um, that may help us to get just enough strength to make it through the day and sometimes breaking down along the way. But why would we settle for that? God has provided us with a bounty of nutritious and delicious foods that will nourish, heal, and strengthen our bodies. If you've been dependent on sugar and processed foods, don't beat yourself up about it. We are, we're bombarded with marketing that tells us we're too busy to cook or that with the help of a, um, that you, you can use drive-throughs or um, some box food or whatever the case is. But I believe that God has something better for you and through his grace, he can teach you and help you to make better choices. So what can you do? So again... If you've, been, if you've eaten a lot of sugar, your body has such, our bodies are incredible and have organs and systems to do their best to get rid of toxins each day, supporting yourselves to regenerate and heal. Food is not just calories, it's information that has the power to reverse so many chronic illnesses. What we eat plays a major role. It can take as little as seven days to change your health just by eating the right foods. So let's look at some focus foods. So these are foods that you can stock up in your fridge, your pantry, or even grow in your garden. Um, so our first one is our greens. So our leafy green vegetables are so important and are full of phytonutrients, vitamins, they're high in fiber. We call them our superstars or superheroes uh, in the world of nutrition. Our organic leafy greens, um, just as a small example, are um, very high in folate, so vitamin B9. Vitamin B9, or B vitamins in general, are very important for our neurotransmitter production, so the chemicals that are needed to send messages from your brain to the rest of your body. Folate is very, very important in our mood-regulating hormones, so dopamine and serotonin, so it also helps um, yeah, with any mood... Um, 
imbalances. And then other examples, iron, calcium, our leafy greens are much higher in calcium than general dairy products. So it's often, it's way better to turn to green vegetables than dairy um, in general. Beta carotene, so kale is very high in beta carotene, good for your skin, it also helps you to build um, to upper internal sunscreen to protect yourself against the sun. And then magnesium, so vital for your cardiovascular health, potassium, blood clotting, fluid balance in your body. So often it's, we forget about the basics. We forget about the, the power of the food that we eat. Just something green can help your fluid balance in your body, can help your heart function better. Our second point is high antioxidants, fruits and vegetables. So antioxidants and all these foods that we're talking about are, um, we need them to get rid of toxins, so to be anti-inflammatories. So phytonutrients and antioxidants are, are what we're looking for to fight inflammation. So our high antioxidant fruits and vegetables, just two examples, is beetroot and um, berries, very, very high in, um, yeah, in your phytonutrients. And then other good choices, lemon juice, your cocoa, and as we've already spoken about, our greens. Our third point is our natural, our anti-inflammatory spices. So everyday spices to use, uh, to use and to stock up in your kitchen is your black pepper, cinnamon, turmeric, ginger, and cloves. All of these spices have anti-inflammatory properties, antiviral, antibacterial. Um, specifically, if we look at turmeric, the main component in turmeric is curcumin, and curcumin has shown to have major health benefits um, in pain relief, and in arthritis, so anti-inflammatory, and just general, it has major anti-inflammatory properties. So any of these things that I'm just quickly going through, I encourage you to go and read up about it and to, yeah, to educate yourself a little bit more, if possible. Our fourth point is our natural probiotics, prebiotics, and fiber. So as we've already said, our our gut is our second brain, so it's so important to look after the gut. The, our bacteria that lives in your gut is what manages or controls your immune system. So we need to look after our gut and yeah, just make sure that you're eating foods that are rich in probiotics and prebiotics. So that's your natural yogurt, kefir, your fermented foods, and um, kombucha. Yeah, I'm sure you all... Are familiar with those. Our fifth point is our omega-3 oils and fish oils. Again, I use the analogy of a car. Our body doesn't make omega oils. So if you don't, it's just like a car. If you don't put petrol in your car, your car can't go. Our body needs omega oils. We need to supplement. We need to eat foods that are high in omega oils and in fish oils. Omega oils and fats in general support so much um, or have so many benefits, but not, not just benefits, they are vital for your body and vital for your brain health. I, um, I always use the analogy also of uh, electrical cord. If you think of um, your brain sending messages to the rest of your body and your nerves coming together to send information from one nerve to the next, each nerve is surrounded with a little myelin sheath, so a fat sheath. And over time, if we don't supplement with enough fats in our body, if we don't eat the right foods, and as the older we get, the myelin sheath, the fat sheath starts denaturing. So those little nerve, 
the little connections can't take place um, as well. So those are the things that affect your brain health, dementia, and all those things. So that's why it's important to eat foods with, um, that are high in omegas, such as flax seeds, walnuts, and all your fatty fish. So on, for our next point, where we look at your MCT, your coconut oils, extra virgin um, olive oils, and um, fats in general, don't be scared of fats. Fats are important. We need them to heal our gut, to heal our uh, brains, and just for general um, body benefits. Our next point is avocados. So avocados also have a variety of benefits, but one of the major reasons why I put avocados there is it has major anti-inflammatory benefits. So even if you're eating a meal that has slightly, that's not the healthiest meal, for example, a hamburger. If you add half uh, avocado to your meal, the avocado helps to decrease your inflammatory markers um, a lot more than what if you'd just eaten the hamburger. So it's not always what we eat, but how we eat. So think clever. Our next point is collagen and bone broth. So collagen is... Um, one of the highest proteins um, in our body. And as we age, we also our collagen production goes down. So collagen is in your skin, your teeth, your nails, your connective tissue, your joints. It's also very, very important to basically to keep your body together. Um, collagen is found in our chicken skin, beef skin or beef and um, pork skin and also in things like gelatin. So anything that forms a gel are your good foods to eat for, um, to get your collagen boost. Also, any vegetables and fruits that are high in vitamin C help your body to produce collagen naturally. So even if you supplement with a, a bit of vitamin C, one of the benefits is for your body to produce more collagen. Supplementing with collagen helps to, um, if you're struggling with a lot of pain in your body, it's a very good supplement to take, especially also for gut health. Then, just quickly, our garlic and onions, also very good antiviral, antibacterial um, properties. Your onions are also a very good source of prebiotics. So prebiotics feed probiotics. Um, another good thing to have in your pantry and to take on a daily basis is your apple cider vinegar. So mixing a little bit of apple cider vinegar with your water and taking that in the mornings, it helps to boost your digestive enzymes to get rid of acidity in your body. And it's also got very, uh, a lot of antiviral, antibacterial and antifungal um, properties. In our last point on our food is our water, green tea and black tea. So green tea and black tea is just for the antioxidant benefits, but water is so important. Your body is made of water. We are 60% um, water. So if we don't drink enough water, it affects your productivity, it affects your mood, we get headaches. The number one cause of headaches is dehydration. So even in the day when you find your energy levels are dropping, you might think your sugar um, levels are going down or you need to eat something, but the first thing you actually need to think is to drink water because that also affects your energy. Our next one is intermittent fasting. So one of the benefits of, um, well, as we know, fasting has both spiritual and physical benefits. But one of the benefits that I quite like about fasting is especially for people that say they're struggling to eat healthily, they don't have time to eat healthily, or they're finding that eating healthily is quite expensive. 
So fasting has shown to have um, major um, physical benefits, so cardiovascular, glucose control, anti-inflammatory, um, obviously weight-wise, and there's a whole list. You can go and read up about it. But, so there, and there are also different ways to fast. So generally, you need to fast for at least 12 hours, but the best is 16 hours of fasting and then eating in a, peri a window period of eight hours. Um, but that's just major anti-inflammatory benefits. Yeah, so I, I do recommend that if it fits into your lifestyle. So a healthy lifestyle is not just about willpower. It's about trusting in Jesus. Ask Jesus to help you. When it comes to excuses, think of these little things as, that are getting you through your day as shortening your days. Caring for your body is caring for your purpose. Practice self-control. In all things, we need to practice self-control. Each requires us to make a choice. To move our bodies when we'd rather sit on the couch. To drink water when soda seems to be calling our name. To soak in the sunshine when we'd rather sit in an air-conditioned room. To breathe in the fresh air when we'd feel too busy to even go outside. To get some rest when we'd rather stay up late because the kids are finally in bed. We practice self-control in order to embrace healthy living as an act of worship. And we trust him. Trust in God. God is in control and he uses all things for our good. And we, sorry, the Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So God uses our health and our sickness. He is there, um, he's there through it all. So trust in him. Oftentimes in sickness, I found in my personal experience, it's a time where you really, really get closer to the Lord. So Seek the Lord in your health when you are well and when you are sick. He is there all the time. So trust is active. Trust means making the choice to honor God in all things, including how we steward the bodies he's given us. So pray and ask God to help you to make good decisions and to help you to care for your body. Think about the ways that you can incorporate these eight um, habits into your lifestyle so we don't have to start with everything at once. Think small, and then as time goes by, you can include more habits or start doing a little bit more. Reset your body to crave good things, not the bad things. Reprogram and reboot your body. Stock up on good foods in your fridge, pantry, office desk, handbag. Then you never go hungry. After a few days, you will start wanting these foods and you'll find yourself not craving the sugar. Your palate starts changing. You start craving food that makes you feel good. So we eat good, feel good, do good. It's not about weight loss. It's about creating health. So Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, And now I pray that God will do immeasurably more that you could ever ask or think. Be encouraged about what God says about your health. He desires, us for us, he desires for us to honor him with our bodies, and he says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Lifestyle changes require immediate sacrifice for delayed rewards. Indulgences have immediate benefits and delayed consequences. 
if we look after our health, we become much more effective in all other areas of our life. So my general thing is any lifestyle eating plan and a way of eating is there's no specific plan that suits the whole population. So we need to find what suits each individual.